Are you weighed down by the burdens of life? Do you find yourself encouraged by the word of God on Sunday, but lose momentum shortly thereafter? Well, welcome to Sunday Soul Service, an hour designed to strengthen, encourage, and motivate you to keep pushing along the journey we call life. This is Dr. Renee Sunday, the platform builder, encouraging you to believe, trust, and walk it out. And good evening. This is Alicia Brown, the Joy Guru, and your host for this episode of Sunday Soul Service. Such an important topic to talk about coping with pain and grief during the holidays. I know for many of you listening, the holidays is filled with cheer, plenty of friends, family, and shopping. But for a lot of people, the exact opposite is true. I remember the first year or so after my grandparents died. They had died within a year of each other. And I remember Grandma's house and how it was the center of our entire family. The holidays were big occasions where people would travel all across the U.S. just to come to this one hub and be together. Well, like oftentimes, when the matriarch or patriarch of the family dies, a lot of times you'll find that families are splintered. So my idea of those happy, joyous moments during the holidays also went with it. And that's true for a lot of people. And then for others, there's things such as that former loved one that they used to have, or perhaps a parent or child died. So when they think about the holidays, they're filled with memories, but they're also filled with a sense of loss. So how can we help people to cope with the pain and grief that is filled around this time of year and may be often ignored by those that they're around. To examine this further, we welcome Apostle David and Elder Dolores Petaway, who are the pastors and co-pastor of Park Place Baptist Church in Hampton, Virginia. Apostle David Petaway is a graduate of New Mount Olive Baptist School of Evangelist Training, and he also attended Richmond, Virginia Seminary Ascension Program. He founded and pastored House of the Living God Holy Church, ministered six years on the Healing Word broadcast, as well as ministered in the Newport News City Jail System. Apostle David Petaway's mission is to empower God's people, equip them with the Word, and to evangelize the community. He stands on the scripture, 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15, study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Elder Dolores Petaway is a graduate of Commonwealth College and attended the Evan Smith School of Theology Ascension Program, as well as served on the Healing Word broadcast alongside her husband. She is also a certified facilitator for Strengthening Families and National Facilitator for Adults and Children Against Violence. In 1992, she founded Crusading Outreach Ministry, Inc., which celebrates 25 years of meeting the needs of those displaced, disadvantaged adults, seniors, and at risk youth. Elder Dolores Petterway, along with serving beside her husband, Apostle David Petterway, at Park Place Baptist Church in Hampton, Virginia, is also a three-time author. Most importantly, she believes and encourages others to understand that we are our brother's keeper. And at this time, I'd like to welcome you both to the show this evening. How are you? Good well, evening. Good evening. Fine. Doing great. Good evening. Good evening. I want to say good evening to the host, Dr. Renee Sunday, and to co-host Alicia Brown, the Joy Guru. Glad to be All back. All right now. Yes, yes. Yes. Glad to be back. And we we want to talk tonight uh, about a subject um, that we understand because between the both of us, we both have had um, loss of loved ones, and we understand um, what it means, what it feels like to go through um, this time of the year. So our goal tonight is to give some points on how to handle the holiday stress and the depression that comes with it. Um, 
just to say that this will be my husband's um, first time uh, with his mother. He will talk about that later. This will be his first year. Um, she passed in um, April, so this will be his first year of um, holiday uh, without her. And so um, this will be, I would say, close to 20 years for me, uh, which sometimes feel like yesterday. So we wanted to share some points with others to let them know that this is um, something that is real and we have to face it. It's something that we um, deal with on a daily basis when you lose a loved one, but the holidays bring out something extra um, because of, just like you were saying, the way that families come together. So we want to share mm-hmm. a lot of information with you um, this evening. Uh, one of the things they're saying that there has been a there has been a long-standing myth uh, that suicide rate increases during the holiday season. But they said, according to the Mayo Clinic, this is not completely true. They said the rate is basically for people having depression and stress that Uh increases during this time of the year. So we just want to go on that note, and we will be giving different points and helpful ideas to help people um, to face the fact that this is real in their everyday lives. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, everybody. (laughs) Um, I just want to say hello and glad to be back on the air again um, to the host, Dr. Sunday and Dr. Le- and Sister Alicia as well. Um, uh, as my wife mentioned earlier, um, this will be my first um, holidays without my mom, and uh, and I- I'm feeling I'm feeling the pain and the loss. But I also realize that within my loss, it's not only um, how it affects me. And a lot of times when we are affected um, by the loss of a loved one, it, it, it's, it's usually how we feel about that person. And we're not looking um, at the whole picture all the time. You know, sometimes the circumstances that the person left, um, leaving was the better um, was the better result from from whatever happened. Um, I know that my mom was in a lot of uh, pain and things were going on with her when she left. So um, as she le- as she transitioned from this earth um, to the next life, you know, I know that it was a lot of peace when she passed. And on her last um, days here on earth, you know, we we talked and we uh, conversed and, and shared some things with one another. And she assured me, you know, that she was going to be all right. And so that was one of the things that I held on to, knowing that it's just it wasn't just the fact that she left um, she left me, but that she was also going to a better place, which kind of soothed my uh, my loss and pain, so that. You know, I'm not really feeling the brunt of of all the, you know all the things that other people feel. You know, everybody has to deal with their situation um, as individuals, and they have to look at that situation um, instead of just taking the emotion of, of pre- uh, depression and uh, pain. You know, they need to just analyze it sometimes. What are we really depressed from? Um, the fact that we don't have that person anymore. Um, or we missing the times that we shared with them, you know, we we really have to to, to analyze that. Is, is the pain um, and the depression that we have is it more self-inflicted because of what we lost, or do we look at the person who has transitioned? Was it a better thing for them? And also, oh. also with that. Um, my my uh, thoughts is that um, when you're going through this, and it is real, you, it, it is a real thing, and as Pastor said, everybody has to deal with it differently and according to 
uh, how they see it, what it was about. And just like with me, um, my sister, uh, which I spent that weekend with, um, she died two days before Christmas unexpected. So it was how I had to gather my mind to uh, not just me, but our family as a whole. Our mother was in the hospital at the time. But we had to um, come together and um, recognize what was going on. So what I'm trying to say is that you have to find a way that you can um, recognize that this is part of life and face the fact that this is grief, and grief do bring on pain. So when the holidays come because of the fact that we have made this such an important part of our lives, the holidays seem harder than the other days, uh, and that comes from our mind. So it's something that you have to do to transform your mind to continue to um, go through grief and pain. Indeed. Amen. Uh, you know, uh, I, I was listening at, at Elder talk um, about having to do something about that pain. You know, God is in control of everything um, that happens, and God is the same one. Um, he's the same one in control, and he's also the same one that gives you peace in the midst of trials and tribulations. So the same one that allows a loved one to be gone is uh, is the same one who can comfort us through that loss and that pain. He understands more than us all uh, about being separated. I believe it was Jesus on the cross that said, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? As he was transitioning from life unto death. You know, it, it's, it's going to be there. But he also found comfort in knowing that he had to do what he had to do. And a lot of times um, when we think of our loved ones that we're losing, you know, they had to do what they had to do. And the thing about it is whether they knew it or not, um, it was something that they had to do. Whether, I mean, whether they were saved or not, it was something that they had to do. That's why we all have the same amount of time to get saved. We all have that, that time that we're, uh, some of us are just dancing around, um, dancing around not accepting Christ Jesus in our life. You know, we can take that opportunity and so that when things go on in our life, we can have that, that we can have the power of God to hold us up. And the same thing happens in death. It's the same God that keeps us and guides us through that transition, and we have to recognize that. Um, I know that the holidays are here, and uh, and it, it's at the end of the year, and we miss the situations and the circumstances that we were in, but all of this is preparing us for when we make that transition. And on that note, we're also talking about um, depression. We're talking about stress. We're talking about loneliness. A lot of things occur, especially during this time of the year. Um, people get really depressed because they um, um, feel alone, not just because of death. They are, their situation might be uh, the fact that they are not married or they were expecting um their children to be with them and the children are not. It's a lot of loneliness that happened during this time. And so at, when you are in certain situations, you have to keep expectations balanced. You have to, you have to transform your mind so that when that day comes, because it's only really one day and it is sad to have put yourself in a bad health situation or have cried all that day, and it's just one day, 24 hours. So we have to keep our expectations balanced. We know it's coming, and um, we need to keep ourselves um, not too busy, but busy to the place that we know that we are working towards a goal. And um, 
it's really okay to cry if you have to cry. If you have to cry, cry out all the tears that you can. Um, sometimes we as saved people um, almost say to one another, suck it up and get, get over it. Um, I know a lot of times when things was going on, I was taught, get over it. It's been a long time now. You should get over it. But nobody knows how another person feels unless they're in that particular person's shoes. I always say that, just like with David, my mother passed, his mother passed. I can't tell him, um, it's time for you to stop mourning, it's time for this, it's time for that. He had his relationship with his mom. I have mine with my mom. So I have to do it according to the way it is for me. He has to do it according to what it is best for him. I don't say anything to him. I just say to him, you know, I... I kind of understand what you're going through because I can't really tell him I do understand what he's going through because I don't understand what he's going through. So if tears swell up in his eyes, I'll say to him, cry, if that's what you need to do. And so as safe people, a lot of times in the church, everybody wants you to be upright and holy and sanctified, but it's okay um, God gave us uh, that emotion to uh, have grief and to have pain. Uh, when when Moses died, God allowed um, Joshua to moan for about, I think it was 30 days. And when after 30 days, then he told him to arise. He gave him time to go through. Um, he even prepared him before Moses died. So, a lot of times we get a chance to be prepared, and sometimes we don't. But however God understands, and he will help us according to that situation. You know, I, I, I want to just say this. I appreciate the fact that you said I could tell him I know what he's going through, but I don't. Because people would say the fact that you suffered from loss with, with your family members, and then the fact of how long you've been married and, and together, why couldn't you say that I understand what you're going through? But I love how you broke that down in the fact that, you know, if you see him tear up, it's okay, and that a person's pain and what they're going through is different, even though you both have experienced loss. So, you know, exactly. we need to sometimes think about that and be a little bit more sensitive in what we're saying especially when people say you should just get over it in this amount of time. And, you know, sometimes they really mean well, but you don't really know what that person is going through, and everyone has their own time to grieve and grieve differently. Exactly, exactly. And we have to um, be very, um, have empathy and sympathy for people when they are going through and and to understand that if you lost a brother and then lost a sister, it's a difference in the loss. And so if you come to me and say to me, my brother died, I can't come back and say, well, you know what, Arvin, I know how that feels. My brother died too. No, I do not know mm-hmm. how you feel. I do not have, I just know that my brother died. I'll say to you, I sympathize, I have empathy with you, and, and I might can help you by saying, I'm here for you. If you want to talk, I'll listen to you. I lost a sister, and these are real things. I lost a sister, and I learned from the loss that when my brother died, it was different than when my sister died uh, because each death is different, and I can't afford to tell you I actually know what you're going through because I have no idea of what you're going through. You know, I really believe that, um, you know, people say it's around the holidays, but I think just because it is around the holidays that people exaggerate it more. But loss oh. is loss, and grief is grief. It it doesn't matter, you know, when it occurs. You know, I think it's, it's just, just the fact that it is around the holidays that people, like I said, exaggerated more. But, you know, it, it happens often. It happens every day. You know, it, it's not, it, it's, it's nothing new that that we 
experience, you know, it's just how it affects the individual. It affects that person um, differently. And if, you know, it could be January to January to 2035, you know, it, it don't matter what day, you know, it, it, that loss is that loss, and just the fact that the memory of you sharing with that person, you no longer you, you no longer have that physical relationship, but you know that memory that you shared, it always gonna spark up, you know, and and it's just like it's just like triggers, you know, every time you do something, or that reminds, you, it'll be a trigger, you know, it mm-hmm. it lets you it, it just you know, it, it pops up. Certain things, certain smells, certain uh, places. It just mm-hmm. intrigues you. you. Think about it. You know, I I kind of um, feel different about that than him, um, because just as you were saying, things changes when you have loved ones, especially the holiday, like you said, with your. Family, uh, same thing with my family, and um, he might get to see a little bit of that this year with his family. It is a different because you have a certain way of having all family members together, and just like you said, your your grandparents' home was the pivot point where everybody came, everybody was there, there was uh-huh. love, laughter, and then when that happened, all that dissipated. And so our family, since the time of my mom's death, none of that is the same. So each year there's a part of me that missed that part so much, and that's where I have to um, transform my mind and not let the voices um, come in and take control of saying how lonely you are. These are the things that you have to learn to do as time goes by is to control that voice that would make you go in your room and get in your bed and pull the cover up over your head because you do not want to face that day because your loved one is not sitting at the end of the table or in a certain room because they are no longer there with you in the holiday or that hug or, or the, the gift that you might would give them and you're looking for the smile on their face and you realize you can't do that this year. So these are things that you have to do to transform your mind, to uh, prepare yourself. And when I did some research on it, they said um, it's called SAD, SAD, and they said this time of the year year is called Seasonal Affectiveness Disorder. And they said it is real uh, that people go through it this, this season of the year because it's been in our mind how important, especially those that celebrate the Christmas and the Thanksgiving and the holidays, it is in our minds that we're supposed to do things a certain way. And when that tradition breaks, it's hard to find um, another way. And they said for this season, um, people suffer so much that they say it's due to uh, also due to the lack of sunlight um, because they're shorter, they're shorter days and the weather is different. Yeah. They say this time of the year, because of all these things happening, the best thing to do is try to be like under, um, they say, a spectrum lamp. Just kind of sit under it, get the sunlight um, for about 20 minutes a day, and this will help lessen this type of depression. And they said it's real, and this is recommended to help people um, because the depression for this time of the year, just for the winter itself, depresses some people, and so with the holidays, it makes it that much, um, that more complicated. And then another thing, too, if you're looking at that, the seasonal depression, you know, the loss of loved ones, um, sometimes people forget people have the pressure of simply finances. You know, holiday yeah. seasons are, you know, about, for many people, about shopping and gift-giving, and some people have lost jobs or they're going through different financial situations. That's so right. they're trying to maybe, you know, compete with what I gave you last year or what I really want to give you, and this is my way of showing love, but I can no longer afford to keep up with 
what I've done in previous times. Right. And that's when you have to keep your um, self-balance and um, just know that this is just a season, this is just one day, and you have to find a way to um, not to put too much um, stress on yourself uh, by trying to do something that you cannot um, reach out to people. Sometimes our pride would keep us from reaching out to people to help us in that situation. Um, there are places that will help people. Um, sometimes people don't want to talk about what they are going through. But um, if you do find yourself in that financial situation and if you have children, there are places um, and resources for you. Reach out. Let the pride go. Reach out, and hopefully there is some help out there for you. Don't isolate yourself and don't overspend um, because, again, it is one day. And if you mm-hmm. are a loving parent and um, you're going through these diff- different situations, it's a good time to sit down and explain this to your family so that they can understand that when I'm in a better situation, I'll be able to do this and that. And I'm not talking off. I'm talking about experience. I'm talking about where I've been in life, and I had to do the same thing with my children. I was able to give them what they wanted, but then there came a season when I was in a car accident, and I was not able to work. I was not married at the time, so I had to sit down and talk with my children and explain to them uh, as a mother uh, what was going on and that when the time would come, I can make this up to you. But you have to um, stay balanced and don't put more on yourself than you can afford because this is stressful within itself. You know, I thank God. I, I thank God for my relationship with my wife, and we've been together for 32 years. Um, and sometimes we agree on things, and sometimes we don't, which makes our marriage that much stronger because we recognize each other as individuals. But you know what I believe is, and I know that um, she quoted um, uh, uh, some information that was scientific, but. Truly, what I believe is there is no light that can make you feel better except it's the light of Jesus Christ in your life. I don't care if you sit up under a heat lamp, a strobe lamp, a black light, I don't care. You know, but you need to sit up under the light of Jesus in your life um, so that you can um, go through these things. The book of Ecclesiastes in the third chapter talks about there being a time for everything. And all through the times that they speak about that we go through things um, in life, we know that God is there to help us through that. The Word says that he will never leave us nor forsake us. He didn't say that he would cover all the grief and all the pain. I mean, he would erase all the grief and all the pain. He said he would be there with us through it. So which tells me that grief, pain, depression, and those things, are part of life, but they're not meant they're not meant to stay there. Just like he's made us uh, fearfully and wonderfully so that we have a release through things. And a lot of times, um, I did hear her mention the fact that, um, that there are places and people that we can go get help from. But sometimes we just choose to sit in our pity party and continue to do what we do and feel what we feel without seeking the help that we need in order to release those things. And some people feel comfort in feeling depressed. And so, um, and especially when I'm around the holidays, you know, um, I mean, you know, before it was Christmas, you was broke, you know, and in, in April, you was broke, and in March, you was broke. So, you know, just because it's a holiday, you know, you don't feel no broken at any other time. It's just the fact that you comparing your life with what's going on around you. So as I've learned uh, in, in, in whatever situation, I, I feel like Paul, in whatever situation that I'm in, I've learned to be content. I didn't say I liked it, but I've learned to be content because I know that God can bring me out of any of it. And fortunately, you know, I've given my life to Christ. 
And so, you know, I can I can make those statements and I can feel that way. But for a person who has not given their life to Christ, there's there's not a place where he can get that relief except through that light. And you know, and on the note um that we were talking about the lamp, the spectrum lamp and the light and what he said is true. And so what God is really saying to us with the lamp still out I, I because we have to do what we have to do, and they're letting you know that there's a way of healing, there's a way to get help. And it refers back to the fact that light is important. So if you sit up in your house and be isolated, uh, that's a way of punishment. That's what they do to you when you're in jail. That's they right. put you right. in a place that the sunlight can't come in because light have life in it. That's right. And that's why um, it's good to be able to go outdoors and now – Sometimes they allow even the prisoners to maybe go out in the sunlight. Uh, they're supposed to be in their room for 20, 24 hours. Maybe out of the 24 hours, they would take them out for one hour so that they can get some sunlight. We need sunlight to live. And that's why they were talking about the spectrum light because it's letting you know, yes, Jesus is the light of the world. We know that. We recognize that. But as human beings, we still have to recognize that God has a way of taking care of us. So don't um, just ball up and stay in your house. You might don't have what you want. You might not have the person next to you you would um, love to have with you. You might not have that man or that woman you would love to be with you. But just sometimes step out into the light that God has provided for us, the daylight it's so important. Things grow in the daylight. Daylight gives you life. If you ever been um, sick and they can roll you outside, it's something about the light of the world changes the way you think, changes the way that you, you feel. So the light is very important. That's why they call Jesus the light of the world. Amen, amen. You know, we get all our vitamin D um, from the sun. You know that's that's a great a great part of where we get that vitamin from. Uh, but it just as she said, he's the light of the world. You know, and I realize that you know my days don't feel so dark and so dim because I have Jesus as my light, and I also have my wife as the secondary light. Amen. And Amen. Sometimes, sometimes you get a little dull, but that's why. I <laughs> oh Lord. <laughs> oh Father. <laughs> but I think also one of the things I want the listeners to understand as well is um, to keep in mind that there's a there's a spectrum to this because with any type of pain and grief, there are times where you feel wonderful, you feel like you've mastered this, I'm healing, I'm well. And then there might be a memory that triggers something or you may go to some place and see something that reminds you of the way it used to be and that may shift you into a whole nother a whole nother mood so you know people have to keep in mind that again everyone grieves differently and if there are moments where you break down if there's moments where you're overly emotional that's just a natural part of the grieving process Exactly, right. and you know, the first year, one of the suggestions, as I did some research and, and as we talked about things that we have gone through in our family, sometimes you have to cancel the holiday. Sometimes oh. you have to actually, yes, sometimes if you are not able to um, really um, do that family thing, you have to be real with yourself. Um, depression is real. A lot of times if people have never been through depression, um, they take depression very lightly. Um, They don't really understand the depth of depression. So you have to uh, face who you are. Everybody is different, and this is individual. But if you recognize that that holiday, that you cannot face that holiday, it could be your first year, it's okay not to... uh, um, try to do something that you really can't do. It's okay um, to step back at that moment and say, for this year, just give me some time to um, get myself together. And there are ways that we will have to learn how to face um, holidays. And each um, 
again, each person is different. So we, when we're talking about people, you can't sum everybody up in a group. You have to um, look at people as individuals and how they, and as pa- apostles was talking, he will constantly say, I'm, this is how I think, this is how I feel. So he gave you his personal take. And this means that this may be the way that he can handle it, or this is the way that he see it for himself or for someone that's listening. This might be a way that that can help you. And then we're talking about in general because, as you said, everybody are is individuals, and you have to recognize that. And, you know, along with everybody being individ- individuals and dealing with things differently, you know, um, when we – when we try a, another way to um, to clear our minds and clear our thoughts to make us feel better, you know, it's therapeutic or medication that we use. And a lot of people use different kinds of medication um, to help dull the pain um, of what they're going through. And some of that medication um, continues may make you feel even worse. Some people medicate through um to through drugs, through alcohol, through pain, you know, when they when they inflict themselves with pain to offset another pain. Um, you know, people uh cut themselves, injure themselves, tattoo themselves, you know, because they're medicating themselves. And a lot of times the medication that we tend to use could be making our situation worse. And so as Elder said, you know, everybody's everybody's different and have to find their way to deal with it. But a lot of times the ways we deal with it are not uh, the right kind of medication. You know, you notice the medications they use today to combat your depression will also make you kill yourself. And that's why Jesus understood that, and he said in Matthew, the 11th chapter, um, the 28th through the 30th verse, he says, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, heavy laden, I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest. For your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So Jesus is saying to us, he understands this is heavy. This is more than we can deal with because when when you're alone or you're depressed or you have lost a loved one, and especially this time of the year, we don't know how to handle it as human beings, Jesus says, come to him and he will help you in this situation because he understands uh, more than we recognize that the only way is through him. And he understands that we are heavy, we are heavy laden, and he will give us rest. And with that, too, we have to still understand that God gave us that uh, relief of grief. You have to grieve when you are going through something, when there are holidays, birthdays, time that you spend together. You have to face those times so that you can deal with it because if you don't deal with it, it's going to keep reoccurring, reoccurring because it never go away. Once you lose a loved one, once you walk away and leave them in that grave, that is just what it is, and you have to learn how to live. So you face the grief. And you um, go through that internal feeling and you you mourn, which is your external expression. Do what you need to do as a human being. Um, one of the things you have to do is to um, is say to yourself, you know what, this is okay. This is my first year. This may be my tenth year, whatever, because I don't know your relationship, whatever it is. Just be gentle with yourself. Don't be harsh. Don't let people tell you what you're not supposed to be feeling, but try to have a a better understanding with God so that he can help you throughout the time so that each year it will get better and better. To the, I don't cry like I used to cry at Christmas time. 
That don't mean you won't cry because this is the way that God has helped me. So I'm at a place this year, if pastor needs me to console him, I will be able to console him because I'm not in the place that he's in. And I love how you, you know, one of the things that keeps resonating with me and some of the things both of you have shared in the last few minutes is the sense of alert, alertness and awareness to really have that time. And, and I think for some of the things you're suggesting, one needs to have that time to just step back. They really need to be able to step back and say, I give myself permission and then define those things. Um, exactly. Because I think that's one of the things, even if it's not grief, you know, just in any areas of our life, if you don't give yourself permission to, then you're constantly living according to what everyone else is telling you to do or everyone else's standards. Instead of really having that time to say, this is the place I feel I'm, I'm at. Now, this is what I need. Or at least in this moment, this is what I need. Just to, sometimes just to take a pause so you can gather your thoughts and get yourself together. Exactly. And uh, and I always tell people, it's okay. We we have taught um, um, little boys. And, and one of the things I want to share with you, too, when you are going through your grief or your loneliness or whatever the situation may be, don't forget you have children. And your children, if you've lost a loved one, don't forget that affected your, your children, too. Have some mm-hmm. understanding. They're doing something a little different, and you don't understand it. They might be uh, going through because they lost their, that's their grandmother. That was their granddaddy. That was their uncle. That was their aunt. We forget about our children, that our children grieve. We tell them, go sit down and be quiet, but they are going through too. So, listeners, when you are facing these situations, um, understand that your kids are human beings too and have some sympathy and understanding and say to them, you know what, I know you are going through too. How can I help you? This is very important. You know, um, I'm looking back and I'm just remembering remembering and thinking back in my mind. I read a book uh, a while back, uh, actually that Dr. Sunday wrote, you know, and talked about, you know, her experience with her grief of the loss of her brother and all, and, you know, it, it tells of one person, you know, what they went through, um, what they went through and how they dealt with certain things. And once again, it's, it's how each of us deal with things um, that occur in our life. You know, some things are so traumatic that it takes a lifetime just to deal with it. And, you know, and then some people can get over it and, you know, it doesn't affect them um, like like it affects everyone else, you know. And then sometimes just because you don't see the grief or the pain don't mean it's, it's not, not there. there. Exactly. And so, you know, we, we, we become volatile when, uh, when we keep things inside of us. So, you know, whether you release it through a book or release it through um, – whatever measures, you, you need to get it out of you so that, that you can continue on with your life. Um, when we go through that pain, as I mentioned earlier, you know, it's because of what we miss. You know, um, that, that, that kind of, that kind of uh, self-torture, I, I may call it self-torture, is, you know, we, we're just continuing to think about how we felt and, and not everybody else around us because it affects everybody different. But, you know, we just have to go to the source that we can rely on. We can rely on. And once again, I always have to say, I, I the source that I use, I, I, I use Jesus Christ. I have used alcohol in the past. I have used drugs in the past to mask those things or to mask how I was feeling to make me feel better, but I noticed those things had consequences that um, that that escalated my problems. And so when I found uh, Jesus, when I when I allowed Him into my life, then those pains 
didn't feel that significant to me anymore. Not that they were gone, but but he helped me through them. Because he says in his word, once again, he'll never leave you nor forsake you. And the thing about the thing about our love about um about Christ is the fact that he really understands. He really understands. You know, we, we just made the statement that, uh, my wife just made the statement, you know, she may sympathize and empathize with me, and you know, but she can't tell me how I feel. But he is the one that knows how you feel. And he has the ability um, to allow you to recognize what you're feeling and to comfort you through it. And, you know, um, on, on that note, um, we still have to, and I would say this, this way, every death is different. Every death is different. And sometimes uh, we yeah. are not prepared for the death. They are tragic, tragical deaths. And they are, um, like my sister, I had no idea. There was nothing about my sister that I expected her to pass. So we were sitting together. We were looking. We had plans. We were um, going to do all these great things for the holiday, for the outreach ministry. And the last thing I was um, expecting was a call to tell me that my sister had a heart attack on her way to work and died. That I left out of my house screaming in my pajamas. My husband had to run out to catch me. I was not ready. It was nothing about my mind. I didn't understand, and I love God with all my might. I had to do a lot to get God to even help me to understand that death. Um, so we also have to take those things in consideration. My nephew died sitting on, on New Year's Eve, sitting on someone's porch. Um, so it's different types of death, and sometimes we have to recognize that people have to deal with it according to not just the death, but what went with the death, what caused the death. And so um, we have to have um, empathy with that person so that um, they can be able to do what they need to do for themselves because it is a process. So these are just a few things that we can do uh, when the holidays come, these are just a few suggestions. Uh, when you have a loved one that's lost, it's a good time to talk about the funny things that they did. You know, you get together and you laugh and you tell the funny stories about them. Um, you can maybe light a candle um, in their absence. Um, it's just different ways that um, you can find to kind of help you to um Face the fact that they are not there, and that's one of the important things. Face it, and then when you face something, then you can work with it. And Jesus will help you, but if you don't face it and ask him for help, then sometimes you don't get the help. So face it, and then um, God can help you. Um, Don't just let it be bottled up. Let it go. If you have to cry, cry. That goes for men and women cry. It's yeah. okay to cry. God gave us the tears. He put them there so that it is a relief. You got to scream, scream. Do what you have to do. Whatever your process of grief is, do that so that it can come from the um, inside on the outside and you will um, be able to then get some help. You know, something just came in my spirit. Um, you know, we uh and to say we, we miss this person and miss that person, you know, and we're talking about basically doing the holidays and all, but something just came in my spirit. You know, everybody that you that you mourn um, don't all is not always saved. And what came in my spirit is that we that are saved need to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with those that are unsaved and and talk about it among ourselves, you know, with them, so that if something did happen to them, you know, at least you would know, uh, you would feel assured that you aided them in their transition 
like you had a hand in it, you know, giving them the plan of salvation, and, you know, that can help. It, it, it helps them, but it also helps you to know that you had a hand in helping them um, before they left. And they don't have to be sick. They don't have to be, um, you know, just share it with them. Share it with them. You know, because there have been a few people that have actually died in my arms. And it seemed like I would never get over seeing that and experiencing that. But the fact that I comforted them with the word of God before they transitioned, you know, it it, it didn't it didn't linger on me um had I not said something to them while they were going through that. You know, and, and, and God I believe God just put that in my spirit to share with um the listening audience that if you really love someone you need to share with them that gospel. And and if you don't know how to share the gospel that you're not saved yourself, you know, it's time that, you know, you need to find out. And um, by us doing this, this broadcast on today, you know, I, I just want to say right now that it don't, take, it don't take a lot. All it takes is you believing that Christ Jesus died for your sins and that God sent his son to die for those sins so that you wouldn't be you wouldn't have to pay for those those that that sin that you committed the wages of sin is death and so i believe right now that uh that he's put that in my spirit so that you can have eternal life you, you never know you may be the loved one that somebody else grieves this time next year so if we share with one another that gospel that he's given us then we can we can be peaceful as that person passes or the fact that we did what we did before we left. And and on that note he gave you some valuable um um advice and we also wanna to say to you tonight, um, learn forgiveness and accept the fact that there are certain family members that's just gonna be who they are. So accept that fact that there are some members going to be this way, they were that way last year, and they might not change. But you can ask um, for forgiveness um, and accept the fact that this is that person so you can change the way that you think when you go into your family gatherings this year. Um, and God asks us to forgive. He wants us to forgive. We ask God to forgive, and he wants us to learn to forgive. So forgive those that act not like you will want them to act, but let them be who they are, and you stay in the right frame of mind this year so that you can enjoy what God has for you. Um, Again, love people this year. Give them the plan of salvation because this is a short time. We don't know what's going to happen. So continue to love one another. And, you know, it's funny you said that um, because it takes me back to last month's show with Letitia Bates. And, you know, one of the things that she said as a certified life coach is in preparation for that, you already know what to expect. Exactly. You, you know certain relatives are this way, so you already know what you're going uh, to. And she didn't suggest, you know, that you just don't show up. But but no, when you go in this situation, this is how it's going to be, and this and that, and then you can prepare yourself accordingly. Like maybe you're not going to stay over there for eight hours, but maybe you just come in for the family meal, you, you fellowship, and then you know when to take your exit and go home. So, exactly. you know, yeah, so it, it's the same thing, you know, in, in certain ways when we're talking about the grief portion, um, just being aware, being alert, and like you said earlier, giving yourself permission, and then at the same time, you know, as Apostle reiterates, knowing that God understands. Exactly. God understands, and that's our source. Exactly, and we need to do that because we need to value, um, since we're talking about the holidays and it's a time that we all get together, um, sometimes you just have to um, not overlook people, but understand who they are. This is their personality, or however way you might want to call it. But don't stop going around family members. If you have family members, if you can get together, if it's once a year, twice a year, do that because you never know what it's like when they're absent. 
enjoy the time that you can enjoy with them. Yes. That is very important. Yes. So with that, we are... Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I was just going to give... um, Pastor was talking about the plan of salvation, and I think it's important that we do give the plan of salvation so that um, the ones that are listening that you will give that as a gift this year to family members and loved ones. Give the plan of salvation. If you haven't given it to your children, give that to them. It is one of the most important gifts that they can give to their family members. You can't wrap it, you can't put it on the tree, but you sure can speak it out of your mouth, and you can speak it by the way that you carry yourself. So God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. And those are not just words. They are life. Life. Amen. So in these last few minutes that we have, um, before we tell listeners how to continue to Stay in contact with both of you. Uh, what are just some last words of encouragement you would give for those listeners who are they, they hear you, but they're just really going through with the pain and grief, and they cannot see their way out or feel that they cannot see their way out? Well, you know, I can't give everybody the same advice because everybody is not in the same place because what I use may not work for them. But what I do use is that, uh, once again, I use Jesus Christ in my life to uh, keep down the tension, the pain, and every time I've used it, every time I've used uh, his grace, his mercy, his power, you know, I've benefited from it. Some people uh, won't accept it, as we mentioned earlier, um, and but but I'm saying he's there. He's there. He's there. If you need him, um, he he he's ne- he's not going anywhere. So if you're at your last result and you don't know what to do, right. and you've tried everything else, why not try? Who never leaves. And that is the key. I mean, when we said all that we have said, and um, we both know from um, anybody that was there the day that he learned um, of, of his mother's transition, know the pain it caused him, but he used the word Jesus, and Jesus is what helped him and is helping him. Um, and like I said, 20-some years with the different deaths that I have have had in my family, the only way that I can um, say that the reason I'm sitting in this, in this chair is that I have a mind that I am saying, and because of the word Jesus, I know people laugh and say I'm insane, you know, on a joke inside, but to be sane is is because of Jesus. So find your scripture in the Bible, a prayer, do something that you will allow Jesus to come in and minister to you. And his arms are wide open. He would love for the invitation to let him come and visit with you. Amen. And how can our listeners stay in contact with you? By going checking us out on Facebook, um, you, Park Place Baptist Church. Um, you can check us out on our website, parkplacebaptistchurch.org. Um, you can check us out at our church. Uh, Park Place Baptist Church, 711 Spruce Street in Hampton, Virginia. The zip code is 23661. Um, or you can call uh, the Joy Guru and ask her for <laughs> or pastor's number. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> if you follow um, Alicia Brown, Joy Guru, you will know what part. <laughs> Where Park Place Baptist Church is. There's always a link. (laughs) Well, hallelujah. 
And I always like to say for all things joy, you can follow me at thejoyguru.net. Now, I don't know about calling me, but you can follow me at thejoyguru.net. <laughs> and at this time, we would ask you to just simply close out in prayer. Father, we just thank you so much, oh God, for this opportunity. Father God, we thank you, oh God, how you used us during this entire year, God. And we just thank you, oh God, for uh, the people that we bless, oh God, those, uh, God, that even we made angry enough to make some moves. And Father God, we know that you are in control of all things, oh God. Father God, and we ask that you continue to have your way. Father God, bless those people that are are listening, oh God, and those who uh, know about the broadcast, God, and we just thank you, oh God, for all those who uh, that helped in any way, oh God. Bless Dr. Sunday, oh God, in the name of Jesus, oh God, and um, Sister Alicia and all those that we're duly bound to pray for. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. 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 And at this time, we'll have closing words from Dr. Renee Sunday herself. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of the Sunday Soul Service, brought to you by me, Dr. Renee Sunday, the Platform Builder. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for an uplifting power pack hour designed to help you believe, trust, and walk it out. And always remember, I love you, but God loves you best. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.